ever been to a movie theater 20, 40, maybe even 50 minutes before a movie just to get a good seat? How about 10 hours before? Welcome to Popcorn and Soda, starring Talal, a motion picture podcast, movies, pop culture, interviews, and reviews. Popcorn and Soda is brought to you by ByTalal.com. Visit at ByTalal and at Popcorn and Soda Podcast on Instagram. Download and stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on all your podcast listening platforms. Please enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Popcorn and Soda, starring me, your host, Dalal. The show where we discuss all things movies, lifestyle, reviews, pop culture, and so much more. I want to thank you so much for making me a small part of your day. Ah yes, September. Summer's winding down. Back to school. You may even see a couple of leaves fall on the ground. But if you live in Toronto, that September is also the Toronto International Film Festival. Now, TIFF, as a short acronym for it, is an international film festival that highlights and showcases movies from all over the world in the beautiful city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Go Canada! TIFF is honestly, in my opinion, the biggest film festival in the world. And the fact that it's just here in my backyard is just such a blessing. We have access to seeing literally the best movies globally being showcased here for the first time. And some maybe not for the first time, their second time. But uh, over the last couple of years, TIFF has slowly become the unofficial start, I guess you can say, of Oscar season. TIFF is where you see where the contenders emerge, movies looking to get picked up by big distributors, and just overall, seeing the general buzz that a movie can create. TIFF usually runs from the start of September, like the first week of September, the 5th, usually till the end of the 3rd, around the 20th. So you're looking at almost a two-week festival. It's, it's such a magical two weeks in the city. There's an aura, a buzz, something about this event that gets everyone excited. You see the big, bold lights. You can see the red carpets, you can see the limos, you see the big black SUVs. You definitely know when it's TIFF season. TIFF does wonders for the economy here in Toronto. The amount of people that employs, the volunteers, it's such a beautiful event. And being a movie fanatic, it is such, oh, I highly, highly recommend that everyone even visits one movie or one showing of TIFF just to see the magic of having such a big global event here in our own backyard. And I think the people of Toronto are truly embracing that because for the two weeks that TIFF does arrive, literally roads get shut down, people plan ahead. It's, it's just an amazing, amazing festival. And I'm so happy that it's here in Toronto. Now, with the current global pandemic that's been affecting us all 2020, it's one of those things that it was just, they had to adapt. And this year, for the first time, it's more so a virtual event that also is hosting many drive-in and drive-through uh, movie uh, screenings. 
as well as digital uh, screenings as well for home. And they are actually having limited capacity in-person screenings as well. Now, the beautiful part about TIFF is getting to see all the stars walk the red carpet, all the interviews, knowing you may run into someone just walking on the street. Sadly, due to things that are beyond all of our control, the coronavirus pandemic has definitely put, it put a huge, you know, it definitely did not make things easy for the TIFF organizers. And I'm so proud that TIFF still went on in this new evolution of the film festival. And who knows, going forward, this could be just another way that they continue to do the event. Okay, so I want to talk about my very first TIFF experience. And... <laughs> This very well may be the one movie-going experience I'll probably never forget. It's, <laughs> looking back at it, it's such a crazy thing. But at the same time, I would do it 10 out of 10 times over and over again. My love of cinema is just something that <sighs> only a true movie fan or, forget movies, any true fanatic of any medium or sport video games or or whatever if you truly truly love something you'll find a way to get access to whatever it is you're trying to and my story starts at tiff 2019 now 2019 we were living in a very very different time no pandemic everything was normal and it was my first true tiff experience that i kind of and truly kind of understood the true gravitas of what this festival actually provides to not only the larger scope of movie-going audiences, but also what it does for the community, the economy, and the overall, like, buzz here in Toronto. Now, one thing I will say off the bat, getting a ticket to one of the big TIFF premieres or galas or special events is next to impossible for a general public viewer. Now, TIFF has many different types of viewings. It's got your big galas and the special presentations. Those are usually like the big studio movies that are doing their first viewing of a movie to kind of get the buzz out there that, hey, we're going for the Oscar or trying to get the good reviews in so it can generate more box office. So those movies are usually reserved for the big time actors, the big time directors. Those are the special presentations. They're also going to have hundreds of just normal screenings throughout different venues in Toronto that will still have cast and crew. Now, the beauty of the majority of these screenings are is that the cast and the director are all usually there for Q&As. Now, whether that's before the movie or after, it's just an added bonus to actually see the people in the flesh. And it's just it just adds to the overall experience of the movie. If you really want to watch a movie at TIFF, you need to plan way ahead. And what I mean by that is they sell TIFF member packages almost a couple months before September for people who actually want to plan ahead and try to get tickets. Just because you're a TIFF member doesn't mean you're going to be actually guaranteed a ticket for one of these special gala presentations or any movie that has a limited capacity or only has one or two showings tops. So you get the packages a couple months ahead. And then they usually allow about two weeks prior to the actual event for the general public to actually buy tickets. 
Now, tickets will literally be sold within like the first like two, three minutes. So if you're trying to get a ticket for a special presentation or a gala event, it's next to impossible. And I've been trying this for many years. Who knows? I'm sure there's someone out there that's getting lucky and is able to actually get the tickets. But me personally, I've not. And that's usually because there's a lot of sponsors that get tickets, a lot of VIPs that get tickets. It's not something that just a general movie-going fan or an audience member can just get. Again, I'm sure there's someone who's got it, and I'm sure there's someone who gets it every year. There, there has to be. They do a lot certain tickets for that. It's very, very difficult to get into that. Now, my story begins with a movie that I've seen in the theater three more times after my TIFF experience, and that is the movie Joker. As you all know, my favorite genre of movies is comic book movies. The comic book movie genre right now is in a golden age where big time directors and big time actors are all lining up to play these characters. In many ways, it's our modern Greek mythology and characters like Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Captain America. These are like literally our Zeus and Thor's and Poseidon and all of that stuff we learned back in history class. Joker is a movie that I've been looking forward to for well over two years. I follow, like, the Joker just by himself is my favorite movie character of all time. There is something about that character that just, it is such a brilliant, deep, emotional, twisted, psychotic, evil. There's something so inhuman <laughs> about that character, but at the same time, there is so much humanity that has been brought to that character throughout the last like 20, 30 years of all the actors that have actually portrayed him. So the second I found out that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the next Joker, take the next spin at it, I was ecstatic. Joaquin is literally one of our generation's greatest actors. And to see an actor like him, who is already so particular about exactly what he chooses as his next movie, I just knew this guy is going to absolutely kill it. So a couple months before the event, they actually announced that Joker is going to be one of the special gala presentations. And uh, fun fact, my brother and I, we're both huge movie fanatics. He's been going to TIFF a lot longer than I have. He gets the full pass. Uh, he plans out his movies in advance. He is a big lover of foreign films as well. So he, he loves seeing all of that. So the two of us, and he knows the ins and outs, and he knows how difficult it is to actually get a ticket. In our case, we are both trying to go together. So two tickets, especially when the tickets go on sale right away. We tried logging in. <laughs> we were logged in well before in advance. The second the tickets went on sale, the system already said they're sold out. As expected, uh, well knowing in advance that this is just how the game works here for the Toronto International Film Festival for the big gala presentations. So at that point, we were out of luck. The movie was opening for the general viewing uh, globally in October in all movie theaters. So it's, it's kind of cool knowing that, hey, I get to see the movie a month before it actually opens. Now, this movie, it wasn't premiering at TIFF. And what I mean by that is that it actually premiered at the Venice Film Festival, where it actually won the Best Picture Award there. And that just hyped it up even more. But it was its North American debut, and I, I just could not miss this. 
Now, the one little hope that TIFF offers a lot of movie-going fans is a thing called the rush line. What the rush line is, you line up in a, there's usually a big sign. It's by a curb or it's outside the theater where the movie you're trying to get into is playing. And you just line up there. It's first come, first serve. You can line up there as late as you want or as early as you want. Now, there is no guarantee that you're, even if you line up, let's say, two days before, a day before, there is no guarantee you're going to get a ticket to go inside to that movie. What the rush line guarantees you is a chance. Let's say the showing starts at five o'clock and come five o'clock, there are seats that are still not filled in the theater for people that just didn't show up. And there actually is a rule. Um, if you're not in your seat, and, and again, this is me just speaking about the special gala presentations. If you're not sitting in your seat by, I, I believe, 10 minutes or 15 minutes before the actual showing of the movie begins, they have the right to sell your ticket. If that's the case where they find that there's seats that are still available, they will then go to the rush line. So let's say if there's five or six or 10 or 20 seats available that are still not filled or the people just decided not to show up, they will then sell those seats to the people in the rush line at a first come first serve basis. So that's where my story begins. <laughs> so my brother and I came up with the idea that, hey, listen, if you really want to do this, if you really want to watch Joker, we have to make a we have to make a play at the rush line. That's the only way we're going to get in. Now, the movie opens in a month regardless anyway. So whether we get to see it, it doesn't really matter. We'll still get to see it within four weeks with everyone else in the world. But you really wanted to watch it here at TIFF. And not only that, it was actually premiering in one of the most infamous venues here in Toronto. And that's the Roy Thompson Hall. It's just a beautiful beautiful building and most of the special premieres and galas they actually hold a red carpet right outside of it as well it's just a beautiful beautiful building so we decided the night before we're gonna make a play at this now here's where it gets a little crazy and here's where you have to follow me in the story all right <laughs> the movie is scheduled to play at 9 p.m now my brother he he's tried his luck for rush lines for several movies and he only got into one out of three he got in uh, he was waiting for jojo rabbit parasite and i believe it was another international film and uh, he waited th three four five hours for some of these movies and he still didn't get in and for the movie that he was so close to getting i believe it was parasite they had like one or two rush seats available and he was like fifth or sixth in line so again it comes down to the first come first serve and that's something you just have to, before you even line up, just know. Just because you're lining up doesn't mean you're going to get a ticket. You have to be okay with the fact that you may waste your entire day or your afternoon and you still might not get in. But we were determined to get into Joker. <laughs> like we were just dead set on making a plan and getting into that movie. And the beauty of the rush line is you are allowed to save a spot for one person only. Meaning if you go to the movie and you're waiting in line, you can have someone come and take your spot and you can go to the washroom or whatever. You're allowed to buy up to two tickets for a rush spot. Just because you save a spot for another person doesn't mean if, let's say, if there's four rush tickets available and you're saving a spot for someone else, that's five, right? So let's say there's four plus one, you're plus one. Doesn't mean they're going to get to go in. If there's only four tickets, only four people get to go in regardless of their plus one or not. So as long as you're in the amount of seats that are available for the rush line, you're good. So we decided if we're really going to go all in with this, 
we need to go there as early as possible. So you're probably thinking, what's considered early? One hour, two hour, four hours? Can't be thinking six hours. The movie started at 9 p.m. I woke up at 8.30 a.m., got dressed, packed my bag with some snacks, took a little power brick for my phone charger in case it dies. I charged it fully the night before, trained it down to Toronto, which is about 25 to 30 minutes from where I live, like the core of downtown. And I got right outside Roy Thompson Hall at 10.45 a.m. Close to 12 hours before the movie even began, I was there standing. Now, mind you, Tiff, it's, it's a little difficult, especially if you work full-time or for a student. Most of these events are during the working hours, during the day. I actually had that day off. So it, it just made sense that the stars aligned. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to have my Tiff memory, I'm going to go as early as possible. So I'm there almost 12 hours before. I show up and uh, it's a working day. So Toronto, is, it's, it's a busy, it's busy streets, commuters, people going in and out of buildings. And my brother told me just to spot, they should have a rush sign saying rush line starts here. I go there and it doesn't. And in hindsight, obviously like 12 hours before, they're definitely not going to have things set up. So the box office was open. So I go inside the box office to see, hey, you know what? Let's take a stab because sometimes the beauty of TIFF is that they do release extra tickets on the day of. I go in, I ask the gentleman, hey, do you have any seats available for Joker? The nice gentleman looks and he says, nope, sadly, there's nothing available yet. However, there may be the potential for the rush line if you want to line up outside by the ledge and wait there. So I go outside by the ledge and it's just a, a giant sidewalk. And I'm like, dude, am I the first one here? Like, I literally got excited for a second because I was ready to camp out until 9 p.m. Usually, rule of thumb, if you're the top one to three people up there, you'll probably get in, most likely. Again, there's a chance you may not. But for the most part, there's a very, very good chance that you do get in. So I got happy. I'm like, oh, shoot, bro, this is it. We did it. We're going to get in. Yeah, the next 12 hours are going to be crazy. What am I going to do just sitting here on a ledge in the middle of Toronto? And uh, fun fact, I actually had a test the very next day. <laughs> this is actually something that like my brother doesn't even know. I took my books with me. And well, it was one of those tests, to be fair, where it's like you used to get 50% to pass and <laughs> it went smooth. So oof, that's good. So I took my book with me. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I'll have my earphones in. I'll just look over my notes and the day will just fly by. So I go to the ledge to where I think the rush line begins. Then I turn the corner and I see like three people ahead, just sitting down on the ledge. And I'm just like, uh-oh, don't tell me these people are here just waiting for a rush line. Like there is no way there is someone else out there that's as crazy as me that's willing to stand in line for 12 hours almost to watch a movie. So a kid, a woman, and another gentleman standing there. Well, it wasn't a kid. It was, an, it was a gentleman. It was, uh, it, was, it was a guy in his 20s, uh, a female, and then another guy. So I asked him, the first, uh, the first guy there, I'm like, hey, man, uh, are you here waiting for the rush line? Not trying to sound a little crazy and creep him out that, hey, I'm here 12 hours before trying to get a seat for a movie that I may not even get into. 
And he's like, yeah, I'm here to wait for Joker. And I'm like, damn. So that's one right there. And I asked him, hey, do you have a plus one that you're going to be letting in? And he said, yeah, my girlfriend. So that's two seats right there gone. I'm like, ah, all right, just take it easy. Just two seats. I'm sh- Roy Thompson Hall is a big venue. I'm sure there's going to be at least five, six people that are not going to show up. So, all right. I go to the next lady. I ask her if she's here waiting for Joker. And to my delight, she said no. She was waiting for the Ford v. Ferrari gala presentation that was around 4 p.m. in the same venue in the same uh, red carpet. That's good. I know she's not going to be getting my Joker seats. But as soon as I walk by her and I try to ask the next person, she says, just giving you a heads up. If I don't get a seat for Ford v. Ferrari, I am just going to stick it out and try to get the seat for Joker. So I apologize in advance. And in my head, I'm like, oh, man, no, please, please get a seat so you don't take mine. (laughs) And she had a plus one as well. So you're looking at potentially four people right there that are going to get Joker seats. The third gentleman, I asked him if he's waiting in line as well. And lo and behold, he was. Unlike the other lady, he was not waiting for Ford Ferrari. He was waiting for Joker. But the good news was that it was just him. He didn't have a plus one. So realistically, I was third in line, third and fourth, me and my brother. Because the lady, I had a hunch if she's the first one, she'll get in. And for a four o'clock showing, people are still at work. So people who probably even have tickets are probably not going to be able to get in. All right. So I took my spot on the curb and just sat down on this little stone ledge kind of sidewalk path seat that they had. So well knowing that I have a good chance of potentially getting in, took my spot, I sat down, took out my earphones, plugged it in, started listening to some music. Now the plan was that my brother is going to meet me down there as he had a couple uh, showings of different movies that he actually had planned uh, throughout the day. So what he was going to do is he was going to go watch his movies and he'll come tag me in, he'll take over and sit there and wait for me to go eat, go to the washroom, go whatever. For anyone listening to this podcast that wants to try the rush line, hopefully next year when things somewhat get back to normal, hopefully, key tip, be kind and be friendly with the people ahead of you or beside you. Because there are going to be times where you have to take a washroom break And you need someone to spot and make sure no one takes your seat. You know you're going to be there for at least 12 hours. In my case, you might as well be cordial and just have small chat with some of these people. And I did. The best part about it is these people were equally as movie craze fanatics as I am. So I knew right away I'd get along with them. The more we spoke... We started slowly opening up the first hour. We were all just kind of doing our own thing. Had your earphones in, took out my book, was just studying. And then slowly you take your earphones out. Someone will ask you to, hey, just save their spot. They're going to go to the washroom or just go across the street quickly to grab a snack. And then slowly you just unplug your earphones altogether. And before we know it, the four of us were just chatting away about movies, movies we've seen. Movies are trying to get into, um, our favorite movies so far at the festival. And it was genuinely a very good conversation. Three people ahead of me were just super cool people and they all knew we were in the same boat. 
we all knew we could either get seats or we may not. I thought I was early by being there almost close to like 11 hours, 12, like 11 hours there. The guy at the very front was there for like 13, 14 hours. So he even like one up to me by like a couple hours. So I was very impressed. I'm like, hey, you know what? If this guy happens to get the only seats available, more power to him, man. <laughs> more power to him. So what happened is I would say around... 11.30, the next person came and started asking, hey, are you guys in line for Joker? And then they waited. And then the next person came another hour, 30 minutes later, then another 30 minutes later, another 30 minutes later, forward to at least 2 p.m., 3 p.m. I've probably been waiting there for five hours at this point. And to be honest with you, it did not feel like five hours. Being in Toronto, where the pace around you is so rapid, you see people go by, the traffic's going crazy, people looking at you, the overall vibe of TIFF, it's so vibrant and alive. And you can just hear people screaming for stars and lining up. You kind of forget that time is even a thing. You just get lost in the moment. And by 3 o'clock, what started off as just 4 people probably turned into a lineup of almost like 200 people at least. Mind you, the Ford v Ferrari gala premiere was actually at 4 o'clock. So not all those 200 people there by 3 o'clock were there for Joker. I would say a solid 40 to 40 to like 80 were there for Ford v Ferrari. Now what happens is... Usually an hour before the start of the premiere, a TIFF usher comes out at the very front of the rush line and kind of does a little tally and asks, what are you guys waiting for? So they can kind of get some sort of numbers as to how many people are out here waiting for what movie. So this lady comes out, she, she has one of those little clicker things in her hand that kind of counts how many people are in line. And then she's going through the line and is asking people, hey, if you're waiting for Ford v Ferrari, raise your hand. And then she goes down the line and makes a mental note of how many people are waiting. Uh, this whole time, you can hear like the red carpet, which is right beside Roy Thompson Hall. You can see people screaming and yelling or... Because Christian Bale and Matt Damon, right? Those are two big megastars. You can hear everyone yelling for them. Christian, Christian, Matt, Matt. It's cool. Even though I wasn't able to see it, it was just cool to be in that environment. So I'm there waiting. It's about four o'clock. The way the rush line works is right at four or right at the time when this movie is scheduled to start. That's when the ushers, they have little headsets on. They get walkie-talkied, how many seats are available. They have ushers inside that go through every row to see if there's any, un, like, if there's any open uh, seats. And what I thought would happen did happen. It was four o'clock. There were tons of seats still available for Ford v Ferrari. And the lady came out with a stack of tickets in her hand. She gave everyone a little token that you then take inside and that's where you pay for your seat. Now, for the premium gala events, you're looking at $45. I get it. Some of you would be like, dude, you could have waited another month and seen the movie for like 12 bucks at your local like movie theater. The experience is something you can't buy. And the experience that I've been having so far waiting in line... I wouldn't trade it for the world. Being around other movie fans, talking about the love of movies, soaking in all of the crazy pandemonium around you, that's something a movie theater experience just cannot buy. So the lady came in and literally took like 40 to like 80 people right in. Happy for them. I'm glad they all got in to see the movie they all lined up for. Time goes on. We're at 6 p.m. now. My brother came. Finally, his showings ended. He's like, hey, listen, man, I know you've been waiting here for like eight hours. Go out, go get some food, walk around, stretch your legs, get some air. I'll take over from here. 
he got to see the movies he wanted to see. He even gave, he gave me a ticket for a movie that he got free uh, tickets for. And he's like, here, if you want to go watch a movie before this, go ahead. Uh, and I'll just wait here. And I turned it down right away. I'm like, nope. I waited this long to watch Joker. And I'm going to make sure that's my only movie going experience today. I don't want to watch a movie and then come out and then watch another movie. It kind of takes away from it. At this point, the lineup has gotten so ridiculously long. I would say at least 200 strong just for Joker. To be honest, this shows you the TIFF veterans versus the people who are just there for the first time or the second time. If you're genuinely, if you're not in the top 10, even the top 5 in the rush line, you are not going to get a seat. Especially for a big movie gala presentation like Joker, there's absolutely no way. So for the people that were like 100 in line or 150 in line or even like 60 or 70 or even 50, like it's probably not even worth waiting in line for because you're going to be there for two, three hours, maybe four, and you're going to go home disappointed knowing that you cannot get in. So my brother comes in, takes my spot, stretch my legs, walk around town, uh, try to see if there's any other lineups for any other sort of movies, any stars. They have most of the big streets blocked off for pedestrians, so there's no cars, so you can kind of walk in and around. Uh, just got some food, stretched my legs. I kind of walked by the line and made a mental note of how many people there are. Legit, it was over 200 at least. The lineup had gotten so big that it just it was just really hard to keep track of how many people there were. And sadly, I, I knew that there would be a lot of disappointed people, but hey... If you choose to wait in line for three, four, five hours, more power to you, man. <laughs> it's probably not the smartest thing to do while knowing that there are so many people ahead of you. But hey, it's your life, your time. Do as you wish. So I'm just walking around town, checking out all the cool sites, seeing all the lineups for different movies, premieres. Just overall, just soaking in the atmosphere and the buzz of the beauty that is the Toronto International Film Festival. So about four to five blocks away from Roy Thompson Hall is this real cool place called the TIFF Bell Lightbox. This is the central hub for all things TIFF throughout the year. Not only is it an office for TIFF, it's also a movie theater, believe it or not. A lot of great movies uh, that are still seeking distribution or or on a smaller scale, get played at this theater. Fun fact, I actually watched The Irishman at this theater before it premiered on Netflix. Great experience, amazing popcorn, probably the best popcorn in anywhere in like Toronto or in Canada, to be honest. So I'm walking by the TIFF Bell Lightbox and I'm like, you know what, let's go check it out. They have a cool little gift shop in there. I go in, they have some cool photo ops and I'm like, you know what, I'm here. Let's take a look at the cool little like they have tons of really cool posters and murals inside. It's just a real cool place to be. So I go up the stairs. Uh, I see the washroom. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's go to the washroom. I go inside in the urinal. It's minding my own business as everyone does in a washroom. I hear from the behind me someone walk in. And, uh, you know, just casually, you know, looking up, looking down. I look to my left. And it happens to be <laughs> the Avengers Endgame director. Anthony Russo of the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony. I was just like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> I'm here waiting 12 hours to watch Joker and I just run into one of my favorite directors who directed one of my absolute favorite comic book movies of all time. And even on top of that, the director who directed the highest grossing movie of all time alongside his brother is right here in the washroom right beside me. Uh, 
that's the beauty of TIFF, my friends. You never know who you're going to run into. So, you know, wash my hands and I leave because pro tip, no matter who you are, it's always awkward and incredibly rude to actually stop someone in the washroom and be like, hey, man, can I get a selfie or can I chat with you for a second? Don't be that guy. So there's a giant hallway that actually leads to the washroom. So I just went all the way to the end of the hallway by the main concourse on the second floor. He comes out and I'm like, hey, Mr. Russo. And I kid you not, he was such a true gentleman and such a nice guy. Like, I, you couldn't expect him to be any nicer than he was. And this is the guy who just co-directed the biggest movie of all time in terms of box office. We had a cool little chat. I was able to get a selfie with him told him about how much I loved Avengers and how much his movies have meant to me, especially the fact that I'm here sharing this TIFF experience with my brother and him and his brother are also movie fanatics and A-list amazing movie directors. So that was such a cool, cool experience. I did not expect that whatsoever. As I was leaving the TIFF Bell light box, I'm just like thinking to myself, you know what, even if I don't get into Joker, I had this experience with one of my favorite directors that I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. Like, how crazy is that? You see someone who you, like, idolize. You see someone who's made such an impact to stroll right into the washroom right beside you. <laughs> so a huge shout out to Anthony Russo. Amazing director, amazing guy, and he could not have been a more gentleman to talk to. I come back, and it's about 8 o'clock now. And again, at this point, like... You've gotten to know the people ahead of you or like around you to a point where you guys are just chatting away about movies or just general things all together. Before I knew it, it's eight o'clock, an hour before the show was supposed to begin. I'm just like, dude, I've been sitting here on this curb for almost 10 hours and that time just flew by. And throughout the 10 hours, we saw so many people just walk up to us and they're like, what are you guys doing here? They were just generally curious and we we're like, oh, we're waiting for a movie. And then they're like, what movie? Joker. And they're like, what time? 9 p.m. They all gasped and they were all like, you guys have been sitting here for eight hours or 10 hours or five hours waiting for a movie. And we're all just like, yep. And they're like, oh, God bless your soul. And <laughs> a lot of them are just walking away and they were like, wow. And you know what? Like, I'm totally okay with that. Everyone's got different lives. Everyone has different priorities. And today was my day off. And my priority was to get into Roy Thompson Hall to watch Joker. Now at eight o'clock is when one of the TIFF ushers comes out and he's just kind of surveying the line, talking to the people at the front, letting us know, hey, you know, this is going to be tight. From what I'm hearing, every seat is sold out. And for a show like this for nine o'clock, it's going to be very, very difficult for you guys to get seats. But he's like, I'll promise I'll give you guys a heads up. And as soon as I hear any information, I'll give it to you. Time is now 845 and we can just see people dressed up in their gowns and their suits and tuxedos going into Roy Thompson Hall, walking by the line and just being amazed as to wow. These people actually waited this long to get in. And and that's the glitz and glamour of TIFF. I'm all for it, man. If, if you get a chance to go to a gala presentation, see all the women dressed super elegant and nice, the men dressed in suits, more power to you. For me, as a man who likes to dress up, I knew comfort would be my key to keeping me sane for waiting in line for like 12 hours. So just wear comfortable clothes, comfortable shoes, and that's about it. So 8.45 and still no heads up as to how many seats may be available. So now, just to rewind, there is three people ahead of me now. 
So the first gentleman, the second gentleman, and the first gentleman's girlfriend. So my brother and I are four and five. So we're just like hoping there's at least five seats. Like there has to be five seats. The good thing that we had going for us is the movie was scheduled to start at nine. And most of these movies are pretty well on time. They'll they'll usually start within five minutes of the show times. But they actually had a cast and director introduction at the very start. So they were introducing Joaquin Phoenix, who was there live, walking the red carpet, Zazie Beats, Robert De Niro, the legend, director Todd Phillips. They were there. So they came in first and they did an introduction of the of the actual cast. That buys you at least 15 minutes. So you know in those 15 minutes, something can happen. They're definitely counting the seats and they want to make sure all the seats are full. Nine o'clock comes, radio silence. You're all getting the itch and the lineup at this point is at least 300 people. Like how crazy is that? 300 people waiting to get in to watch a movie that's going to come out anyways in four weeks. And even crazier on top is the people at the top three, four of us, we've been there for at least almost like 11 hours, man, 11, 12 hours. And this is the moment of truth that I waste half a day sitting on a curb, talking about movies with strangers I've never met before to not get in. Time is now 9.05 and the gentleman, the usher is still saying, listen, I'm not hearing anything. They're counting the seats right now. They're going through all the rows to see if there's any open seats that we can sell to you guys. Everyone's kind of calm. Everyone's a little nervous and we're all a little defeated knowing that there's a very good chance that probably isn't any seats. Out of nowhere, we can see the guy getting some sort of communication in his headpiece. And all we hear is, okay, I'll let them know. Comes to the very front of the line. And this is what he says. We have four seats available. So the first four, come with me. I'm number four. My brother's number five. Oh, man. It was such a heartbreaker because we we're like, oh, it's a brother thing, all right? You don't leave your brother behind. And so what we did is the person behind my brother who was waiting there all day about maybe like two hours after I came, we let her go. We're like, all right, you go ahead. It's either we both watch it or neither of us watch it. So four of them got ahead. It was such a heartbreaker knowing that, ugh, we were this close from getting in. The four of them go in, they get their bags checked. They always recommend just, you know, having your money ready for the ticket, which is $45. And these seats are scattered. So it's not like there's a very good chance the two of you could be sitting together if you're with someone else. But there's a chance you may be separated and you get no decide. You don't, you don't get any choice as to where these seats are. Wherever they, they are sorted, they just give them to you. So that was 9.05. So we're like, oh man, we just need two seats. Two seats is all we need, and this will make our 12-hour day worth it. 9.05 comes, 9.10 comes, 9.15 comes. The gentleman comes to us and says, guys, there's a very good chance this is it. There's no more seats. Right as he's talking to us, he gets an interruption. He starts talking on his headphone. He looks at the two of us, points at us. You two, come with me right now. Two seats just opened up. I have never internally been that happy. Not even internally, externally. My brother and I gave it, like, we gave each other both, like, a bro hug, high-fived. We felt bad for the people behind us, of course. But the sigh of relief and the excitement, knowing that, dude, we waited 12 hours to watch a movie. And we were most likely the last two people to go into that theater to watch a movie together. It was 
I kid you not, till this day, it was one of my best life experiences. Not only just a movie casual experience, I would say life experience. Being in line for 12 hours or something that you wanted and having a chance to appreciate and celebrate that with my brother, who is also a lifelong movie fan. It was one of the best like memories that I'll ever have. The two of us got seats. They were rushing us really quick. They're like, the movie started, the movie started. Come on, come on, let's go. So they checked our bags, they checked us to make sure we're not we're not concealing any weapons or anything like that, which is totally fair. They were rushing us down the hallway. They had the walkie-talkies on, telling them exactly where the seats are. Open the door to the theater. We see Joaquin Phoenix's face is plastered all over the screen. We see our two seats. We sit down, give each other another bro fist, and sit back and watch a gem of a movie. As I sat there, I just thought about the last 12 hours that I spent trying to get inside this theater. Would I do it again? 10 out of 10 times, I would do it all over again. Well, there you have it, everyone. That is my Toronto International Film Festival experience. Let me know what are your experiences. What are movies you've seen? Did you have a time where you waited in the rush line and didn't get in? Or maybe you did wait in line and did get in. Comment below. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe, follow, like, share. And we will see you next time on Popcorn and Soda. Thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe for new episodes streaming weekly. Follow the show at Popcorn and Soda Podcast on Instagram to keep up with movie news and behind-the-scenes exclusives. We'll see you next time at the movie. Ahem, on the show.